Hello everyone, welcome to the Town Manager Download, a podcast about local government and the town of Shrewsbury. In today's podcast episode, we'll discuss the town center area transportation and multimodal study with town engineer, Andy Truman. After that mouthful, I'm happy to be back with another episode with Taylor Galusha. I'm town manager, Kevin Mizikar from the town of Shrewsbury. Taylor is our communications coordinator. Welcome Taylor. Ooh, it really off script today. I kind of like it though. What's going on? What, uh, what news do we have to report in the Mizikar Mizikar world? Well, in the or world, 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 the global world, which um, we're a very small part of, the Women's World Cup has ended. Spain, um, somewhat of an unexpected champion, has emerged. So congratulations to Spain. Want to hear a fun Our fact? Efforts? Sure. Every time that Taylor Swift has released a version of Speak Now, whether it was OG Speak Now or Speak Now Taylor's version the same year, Spain has won the World Cup. Really? Yep. First the men's and now the women's. Yep. That's interesting. Kind of love that. That's a collision of that <laughs> world there. Hmm. Yeah, so congratulations to them. They had a lot of turmoil pre-World Cup. A lot of their players decided not to play over some coach controversy, but they were probably the strongest team in my opinion in the whole whole tournament so congratulations to them and um also a major celebration in the world it was your birthday yeah last it's week grace grace everyone with my presence for the last <laughs> few um, years x amount of years <laughs> insert years here yeah. um yeah i had what I did took, you do i took a few days off of work um i didn't notice no, no yeah nobody <laughs> noticed um it was actually my first like time off like this summer, so kind of just relaxed, went home, hung out with my mom and my sister. She still hasn't left for Ireland. Uh, my dog, my dad, and I went to go see the Jonas Brothers on my birthday. Oh, nice. At Mohegan, uh, Mohegan Sun, so it was on my actual birthday. Um, it was the same thing I did for my 21st birthday. So I got to repeat history twice and celebrate another birthday with my favorite three brothers nice. and my friend Katrina. So Good. it was really fun. I had a great time. Awesome. Very nostalgic. It's like wild to be listening to the same music that I was listening to when I was, last time I saw them was like 2008. So it's like kind of crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Well, I'm glad you got to do that. I had some time off. And now I'm back. That's great. Nobody get rid of me anymore. So since you're back, what's up in the shrew? Oh, so much has happened since uh, my last few days off. Um, <laughs> we kicked off our community outreach for um, the climate action draft plan. Um, we had our first event on the 15th. It was a virtual feedback session with a few um, resident attendees, but um, we have a survey out. We have a few in-person events and we're attending some community events to collect feedback, which I'm super excited about. Um, and all that different information can be found on our website at shrewsburyma.gov slash allinshrewsbury. Um, the next event is actually this Thursday, August 24th um, at the food trucks. So we'll have like a little booth outside, um, kind of similar if you if people attended the strategic plan community events, we'll have some posters. Um, I'll be there with a few other um, town staff just to talk about the plan with residents get their feedback on the different um, strategies and actions and I am super excited about it so 
That was fun. Also, That's while good. I was away. So let's talk about okay. that real quick. Circle the, back. The climate. Circle back. So now I know from my favorite local, local meteorologist, I can't speak today, Dave Epstein, who says weather and climate are not the same thing. And I get that. But there's certainly been a lot going on in the world with weather recently, whether it's the tropical storm that's made landfall in the Baja Peninsula and then into Southern California, combined with an earthquake and then the tragic fires in Hawaii. So I just wanted to acknowledge the hard work that goes in day in, day out, not only from public safety and first responders, mm -hmm. but for uh, all those folks, including I know town engineer Andy Truman, who will be on a little bit, are thinking about how weather and climate will be impacting the public infrastructure. And, and that's a big part of the yeah, plan too, is yeah. just building more resilient um, infrastructure to make sure it lasts a long time. Right, so we may have more frequent 50, 100, 500 year storms um, as they're categorized, but what do we do on a day-to-day -day basis and how can we afford to make changes to our infrastructure where it's most uh, prudent and effective given these changes. So I just want to acknowledge everyone's hard work. I know across local government, across the country, across the world that have to step into action in these dire uh, situations. So um, we look forward to everyone's feedback and that to help make our plan and Shrewsbury the most resilient as we possibly can. Excited to have a soon future, near future episode to talk about it too. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, it'll be fun. Um, the quarterly newsletter also, the summer edition, finally hit households in Shrewsbury. Over 16,000 households um, should have received my six-page yeah. newsletter, which I was, I actually got a photo, one of my coworkers sent it to me on my birthday that it got delivered and out, so I was super excited. A nice birthday present yeah. to see, <laughs> see it go out and um, gotten a few really positive emails and some suggestions on including info on different community events for Good. future editions. So, um, so it seems like it's been received well. This is a little <laughs> old school into our new school media approach. So why do we do a, a mailed newsletter? So through the strategic plan outreach that we did, it came up a, a bunch of times that people would really like um, it sent right to their households. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of have a place where they can go to find all the important information um, or at least connect them to the important information. So that was kind of the goal behind the newsletter is kind of take what was most pertinent for that season, include it in the newsletter, but also include some more like educational like articles or sections of the newsletter because it is quarterly. So it's a little bit difficult to be super mm -hmm. um, timely with everything. So that's why we have the rest of our system of communications with the monthly brochures and weekly updates. But um, So what is your plan for that kind of a summer, fall, yep. winter, so, spring, yep. so to speak? So I will aim for like November mm -hmm. for the fall edition and kind of just hit that middle of the season. Um, the original plan was just to make it out in July, but obviously the first edition um, got to iron out yep. all the little bumps in the road, but um, I'm excited to keep keep up with Shrewsbury connections. So. Yeah, good. Yeah. Then we're progressing right along um, with... Oh, I forgot. It's also Go online ahead. too, okay. on the Stay Connected page, if people want to digest it that way. Or so. if you're not 
a Shrewsbury resident. And you want to tune in. That's right. That's the other way to do it. You can it. see it that way. So <laughs> um, moving right along with um, really coming towards the end of the police station project, which has a little flavor of municipal campus project that is getting wrapped up. Uh, we're forming up uh, the parking lot and the electric vehicle charging stations and the remaining green space associated with this project. The um, now historic uh, second entrance or one of the entrances to the town hall has been removed and traffic is being funneled the whole way over closer to the police station and that parking lot is shaping up and um, topsoil is going in. A lot of electric charging stations are in and visible at this point. And by the end of the month, probably before uh, the next episode, uh, most of the work crews will be gone. Be awesome. It'll be finalized, which will make our days easier because there's been some restricted parking. And yeah. we'll make some announcements about traffic flow and how that's going to work. Uh, it's going to have to be one way. And I think it'll just uh, be easier and provide more parking um, than we have in the past at the town hall. So that's a, a good improvement. And then a little further look out into the fall, we'll be recommending to the select board at their meeting tomorrow night that we have a special town meeting Monday, October 16th. Number of articles uh, for consideration, cleanups and financials like we always do. Uh, folks may have seen an article that was in the community advocate, advocate about the uh, Selco interest in acquiring 247 Boston Turnpike. So that will be up for discussion through select board meetings and onto that warrant in the coming weeks. So um, all of a sudden I feel like we're behind uh, when it comes to that meeting, which is less than two months away. I felt like we had a good, good, uh, solid, busy summer and we look forward and think about all the work that needs to be done in order to make our legislative body function well uh, in their second primary meeting of the year. And uh, I feel behind, but we'll get there and do our traditional outreach and public hearings and communication to make sure folks can uh, be informed. So definitely. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a, a, a short term look forward and a longer term look forward. Yeah, now we can jump into our, Let's our do it. daily, or not daily, I guess, bi-weekly bi business, um, talking about more generally um, the multimodal and transportation study, but also like kind of um, our planning process in general, just related to these different types of studies and plans, but like right. kind of what led us to pursuing this, this study more generally. Yeah, I think there was a number of different converging flows of information and, and paths that brought us to a multimodal study. Um, I, it's been really kind of um, a couple areas of focus for us. One, the town center in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Since the 2016 master plan and really some, you know, too much time under our belts with having less than full occupancy and full utilization of the town center from a business standpoint, the 2016 master plan really shined a light and said we need to focus some attention there. And a lot of work had been done in 2017, 2018 with a town center visioning study and a parking analysis and a wayfinding sign analysis that uh, continue to identify both assets and opportunities that we can explore in the town center. Um, I think another stream and flow of information has been people's um, 
interest in having a more walkable environment yeah. in the historic town center area. Now I would expand that out a little wider to you know a mile or so radius from the intersection of Main Street and Boylston Street. Uh, a lot of neighborhoods that are there, some that have uh, connectivity to the town center, some that don't have sidewalks and and off of all the side streets. So that's been uh, a topic of conversation that we've heard a lot from residents. And then COVID happened and a lot more people were out walking and we made improvements to Main Street with really good access um, for pedestrians and bikes. So that got us thinking, you know, what can we continue to do to yeah. improve the town center? Um, we obviously did a lot of site-specific analysis and work uh, whenever we were working with the community to identify the best use for one through seven Maple Avenue um, when it was determined that the Beale Early Childhood Center would be reconstructed at 214 Lake Street. Mm -hmm. So we got a lot of good feedback from there. And it kind of kept pointing us into the direction of some people were frustrated with the traffic challenges um, to alleviate traffic challenges, what opportunities do we have uh, with pedestrian and bikes and other connectivity into uh, the neighborhoods and uh, the historic uh, town center area? Um, and our kind of overarching approach to these projects is what can we do less about studying things and more about putting a practical plan in place to implement solutions? Right. So. Um, we had developed the concept of doing a multimodal transportation study with the focus on the town center. Uh, let's look at that heavy truck traffic that you know flows through the town center, mainly from the south to access 290. Mm -hmm. Let's look at uh, existing pedestrian amenities, look existing uh, vehicular amenities, and take a step back and see what we can do to try to improve the situation to bring greater economic vitality to the town center. Um, support the residents that live in that area and um, continue to make it, you know, an aesthetically pleasing place that, right. you know, isn't a source of frustration for folks. So I think one of the interesting things we saw during like the strategic planning process was like that call for more like multimodal transportation, mm -hmm. but also like public transportation opportunities like mm -hmm. offered through the like area or through the town. And I think that this kind of tap starts to tap into that desire. I don't know if it's like routed from the pandemic or um, just like changing times of wanting to be more climate conscious as we were talking about at the top of the episode of just carpooling more, using more green friendly um, modes, so. Yeah, it, as part of that prosperous um, strategic outcome area, there's been a lot of conversation about community gathering points, like yep. kind of community retail, if that's mm -hmm. a term, you know, coffee shops, places of assembly that aren't public places of oh, assembly yeah. where folks can get together, uh, hold events, gather socially, uh, mingle with each other. And um, what better place to do that than a town center? So, you know, um, town centers, I don't care if it's New England or the Midwest are always seen as, you know, kind of the face of the community, the, mm -hmm. the heart of the community. Um, and again, how do we get people there through it um, and um, be able to access a, a viable town center location? 
uh, effectively as we can. We know there are some parts that um, aren't working as efficiently as they could from a transportation yeah. standpoint. And this study hopefully leads us on a path where we can implement those solutions and, and make changes. Yeah. We've um, talked about uh, just in the short few minutes that we were just talking about this plan, but we dropped a bunch of different plan names, strategic mm -hmm. plan, um, the uh, town center visionary study, the master plan, and I think it's just important to like emphasize that in Shrewsbury, like our goal with these plans um, is definitely to make them, like you said, practical, implementable plans that don't just sit on the shelf, um, that are usable and that mm -hmm. lead to good results that um, take what is needed for the area into account. Right, and, and while we think about plans and we ask for engagement on these plans, and then we refer back to them all the time. And we're not referring back to a 2016 plan and you know saying that it's etched in stone. We're simply reflecting back on the work that we did at that time mm -hmm. and the effort that residents and consultants and community members put into developing that plan then, because it does take us a while to transform public spaces, get funding in place and make meaningful improvements. So. Right. If we don't put in the, the work up front and then rely upon that actionable plan that we did then, then we don't, we're not really giving everyone a fair opportunity to participate in it. So yes, it's slower and yes, it takes us a longer time to get through it, but it makes that planning part and the public engagement part even more important. More and intentional. Yes, 100%. Like it's not like we're just checking off a list, like we're working through um, meaningful results and stuff that works. That's so, right. Um, and, and which I find, exciting and makes I feel like our work meaningful right. in town. And hopefully folks are now seeing, especially as we go through the climate action resiliency plan, the multimodal plan, they're starting to see that pattern that we are using to elicit that public engagement mm -hmm. with the surveys, the in-person meetings, yeah. uh, the public hearings, a variety of methods uh, for folks to be able to engage when it's convenient for them and how they want it, whether that's in person or on paper. My motto has definitely been just like meeting people where they are when it comes to this type of stuff. And I think it's reflected mm -hmm. in these like engagement patterns, but also um, the way we try to communicate as a town. So like if people want to tune in quarterly or monthly or daily or weekly, like it's available to them and um, they have the means to do that because we provide it to them. So. Right. So that kind of sets the stage for this plan. Yeah. And um, from the outset of the process, as we started the RFP, town engineer uh, Andy Truman has uh, been at the lead of this. He's the primary interface uh, for the town and with our consultant and um, has been uh, putting a lot of hours in in the development of this plan. So um, I think it's time to have Andy in and, and we'll go through the lightning round of questions with him and dive in a little bit deeper into the specifics of uh, the multimodal plan for the town center. Welcome, Andy. Thank uh, you. We're happy to have Andy Truman, town engineer, uh, here on the town manager download. Andy, we like to get to know our guests a little bit and help share your story uh, with our listeners before we get into uh, the main part of our conversation. So uh, maybe you could start off and tell us a little bit about your uh, career path into local government, how long you've been with the town, and um, why you sought out this position. Sure, so let me see, I started what, 2018? Um, before that I was in the private sector for 30 odd years. Um, I've been a civil engineer all my life, I actually graduated high school 
Um, wanted to be an architect, but wasn't quite clever enough or artistic <laughs> enough. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like trying to figure out what I want to do, and I knew I wanted to kind of build stuff. And my dad was like, well, you know, there's a guy that works in a construction company. Like, we're looking to hire someone to go and work in the estimating department and help put bits together. So I went to the interview, and the first question is, do you know what a civil engineer is? I'm like, no, I don't. No. <laughs> yeah, interesting. And that was 25, 30 years ago, and I've been doing construction ever since. So, awesome. you know, I built some stuff, and I've designed some stuff. And mm -hmm. No, what have you designed so far on uh, your position with the town? Well, we just did, um, two, I mean, most of it's underground, but $2.5 sure. million dollars worth of water main work yeah. that's going out this year. Um, you know, we had some input on the, the police station. We helped a little bit with the design there. Yeah. We uh, the Patton School, the sidewalk a couple of years ago. Yeah. So the kids can get to the park. We put that in. Yeah. Um, a lot of drainage infrastructure. Yeah. So basically, I mean, the engineering, we kind of make everyone else's ideas come to fruition. Sure. That's the way I look at an engineering. Yeah, and folks probably don't uh, realize how complicated it is. You say it's it's all underground, but there's a lot underground. There's a lot of, yeah, <laughs> and it gets expensive if you don't put it in the right place. So, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, we usually do, you know, pretty much we touch every division and every department. Yep. So, we'll, we'll work with the water department, highway. We just finished mm -hmm. up the, as most people who are driving around town, we'd see yep. we're doing milling and overlaying. Yeah. And drainage appraisals, so engineering will do all that design work and get it out on the street and bid. So, so what would that be, Andy? Like on a roadway uh, resurfacing project, what what would you, as a town engineer, do associated with a project like that? So normally we will take the streets. So we work very closely with the highway division. Um, so Nick Pector will give me his list of streets that he wants to do this year. Um, so we'll put the plans together. Um, you know, figure out where the streets are. We'll figure out then if we need to swap any of the drainage out because we might as well do it while we're there. So mm -hmm. the drainage in town is old, which you know we touched on earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and then we we usually do a preliminary estimate because obviously we get a certain fixed number of money from the the state every year. So mm -hmm. we try to figure out what our budget is and work backwards and figure out what how much we can get, how much bang we can get for our buck. Mm -hmm. And usually, knock on wood, we're pretty close on our mm -hmm. engineering. So right. Yeah, that's for sure. So yes, you just shy of a million dollars worth of work every mm -hmm. day we do paving. How many projects do you think you guys work on? Uh, the honeydew list is pretty long right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff keeps adding to it, so I mean it's constant. I mean we always, and if yeah. we're not doing you know this fiscal year, we're thinking um, for next year. So we got the uh, you know the complete streets grant. So now we're looking at doing the sidewalk for that for next year. That'll be another one. Um, North Quinn Sigamon. North Quinn Sigamon, yes. We had a couple of streets of town meeting before I back in Cutler that were approved to be converted to public streets. Mm -hmm. So we'll be designing and, you know, building those and getting those bid and ready up for next year. So it's, it's mm -hmm. there's always something on They're the always, always got something on the yeah. stone, <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. And you also over technically your engineering and conservation. Engineering and conservation, yes. So you have a team, what your team's. Five, seven, seven full team finally, yes. Yeah. And we're hopefully looking to hire one more. Hopefully, we'll find out this week. But uh, yeah, it, like the engineer, I jokingly say we're the stagehands of DPW in town. Yeah. We just work there in the background and get it done for everybody <laughs> else. I mean, we pretty much work with, let's say, most of the divisions, the select board, the planning board, mm -hmm. everybody. So at some point, we will be involved in your life at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're there. <laughs> You're enabling everyone's life on a day to day basis, all that, everything yeah. that's underground that. Ensures yes. that water gets to everyone and sewer goes in the right direction and storm water and flows drains, in the right way. Sometimes drain, apart from when we get those big storms yeah. on, like we did yeah. on Friday. The summer just seems ridiculous. So It does, yeah. And a lot of yeah. people don't really understand this. It's, there's, there's only physically so much water you can get down a pipe. Yeah. yeah. And after that, it's it's got a pond. So, yep. Yep. So Definitely. It'll eventually make its way down. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
So um, I think an exciting project uh, that you've been working on, Andy, uh, the Town Center Multimodal Transportation mm -hmm. Study. Uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, before you came on set here, about uh, the why of the project, but maybe you could talk a little bit about the uh, overall overview of the study, um, what the project intends to do, and sure, what sure. you've seen so, so far. We, uh, obviously we put out a, an RFQ last, last P last year, which was basically a request for, you know, for proposals from mm -hmm. consultants to come and help us do the work, because obviously it's one of the few things engineering couldn't do in-house. Uh, so mm -hmm. we had three solicitations came in and we had a you know, review committee and we picked uh, Kimley Horn, who is our consultant, and they started this year. So we've been meeting more than once a month, every other month. Uh, we have you know a few town consultants on to, on the team as well as a lot of people from the local town mm -hmm. town center. Mm -hmm. So we got a lot of stakeholders in it. So they've been looking at various options, um, trying to improve you know pedestrian, vehicular, bicycle access. Um, one of the things we did ask them to look at was to truck traffic. Mm -hmm. so most people who know have driven through town center that you know we've got a main arterial road that links. links Pretty much 290, 290. Yep. It's a right. lot of traffic, and we didn't really expect there would be a great solution. But you know, we did look at it. We reached out to a lot of the traffic haulers just to see if there was anything to do, and the answer was what we'd expect. You know, there's really mm -hmm. we, without putting in another road somewhere, there's really nowhere else for them to go. Mm -hmm. um, so they've been focusing mostly on downtown. Um, we talked to the WRTA about maybe you know switching up the bus route. Um, we'll see if we can get it to come to the center and maybe find a, a more focal point to put in because right now it's just, as most people know, it's a on-call. So right. Some people, a lot of people didn't realize when we did the study that there's no bus stop. You can mm -hmm. pretty much call it. And so one of the suggestions would be is maybe we should put in a, mm -hmm. a bus stop somewhere in the center. Mm -hmm. um, so they're pretty much wrapping up the report now. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we've got about 28 suggestions of various projects that we can look at. You know, some are easy, some are not, some mm -hmm. are short-term, some are long-term. You know, anything from improvements to crosswalks, putting in better signage or handicap ramps. Uh, we looked at trying to get some more parking downtown. We found mm -hmm. a couple of slightly out of the box ideas for parking that we you know, we may look at at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and that's it. So yeah, we're really wrapping it up. So we'll, we'll have a list of projects that we can start picking at. We'll that's great. To a list of engineering stuff to do. <laughs> so is there anything? Um, that stands out to you that you learned through this process that maybe you weren't thinking about before you started? Uh, I, I realized, and I think a lot of it since COVID, like a lot of people want to walk to the town sure. center um, and a lot of people want to drive to the town center. Mm -hmm. There's a perception that it's hard to get there. And um, mm -hmm. so that was interesting. And then a lot of people don't like biking, even though, you know, the roads are wide enough. One of the things we did find out is a lot of people don't feel safe mm -hmm. riding on the bike. So they're looking at, you know, ways that we can maybe narrow up the roads and give the cyclists a bit more of a buffer. Mm -hmm. uh, I think one of the ones that was a transportation hub, which I thought was a great idea, was you know, like a central place where you can put your, you know, your electric scooter bikes. Mm -hmm. You'll probably have the bus stop there. It'd be somewhere to charge up electric mm -hmm. bikes. So there was a lot of interesting ideas that came out of it. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I would never have thought of. So. All this was kind of based on, we did that survey leading into yeah. the summer that um, the consultants led, but we got mm -hmm. over almost over 550 responses. Yeah, we've got a lot of it. feedback. I was, you know, wow. it, was, it was great. Which it was helps. exciting to yeah. see how mm -hmm. involved people wanted to be, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it always makes life a lot easier for us when we get input from the residents mm -hmm. on what they want to see. Yeah. So. You, know, you mentioned sidewalks and pedestrian access, and I know right in the town center, a lot of the streets have sidewalks along them. Um, 
Not all of them, though. And sidewalks is a conversation that you and I have been having mm -hmm. for years. How do we get more funding? Um, maybe we could talk about sidewalks specifically just for a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're probably they're, they're more expensive than I would think that they should be. <laughs> and um, you get into some other specific challenges in having enough land that's Correct. within yeah. the public right away uh, to install a sidewalk. So. Um, Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So um, I know we installed a, a rather long sidewalk up at the, the Beale School, which was kind of relatively wide open territory. Do you remember the expense of that and, and that whole process? Um, so that was actually done when the state came through to do the road. Yep. Um, and I think one of the things we talked about is because they historically don't like, they didn't like the parking. Yep. Um, so we looked at an opportunity and then Michi's was, you know, some of the residents were looking at they yep. wanted more terrace space for the outdoor. Yep. So yeah, we kind of came as a fruition design meeting with us and I think you select board members and yeah. the Mass DOT. So they actually did it for us, so I couldn't tell you what it cost. Okay, but yeah. it's, I mean, yeah. it's usually about 100 and 150 bucks a foot yeah, for so the concrete to put a sidewalk so, yeah. in. It doesn't go very far. Yeah, $150 a foot adds up yeah. really quick whenever you're trying to add it. But so how does the sidewalk normally work? Is it Normally on private land or, or is it public? It's always in the town right away. Okay. So typically, so there's two issues. One is some of some of the Shrewsbury roads are pretty old. So the right of way is maybe 30 feet wide. So if okay. you put a 26 foot road. You're only getting two feet you, on You're only getting two feet. Or even if you put it on one side, I mean, really a sidewall wants to be at least four feet, five feet right. desirable. Okay. Um, so there's usually the physical land that the town owns that we have to squeeze it in. Because obviously, you know, going in and mm -hmm. taking land is not usually the, a good thing to do um and then usually there's just you know issues with you know grades mm -hmm. you know we could have like north Sigmund, we're doing that sidewalk so we'll be kind of fishtailing that through the uh, utility poles are out there between that and kind of where the edge of people's properties are so sure that's gonna be an interesting and challenging design i'm looking forward to when yeah. we, this week on to review that one so we really come down to financial implications yeah. and space implications real estate yeah, yeah. trying to real estate and money yeah trying to, try to get say, you know, give me enough time and money i can build you anything <laughs> but <laughs> you don't have either <laughs> but if you don't yeah people don't like when we have to see you know we have to start taking some land so right because it goes in their front yard it does yeah. yeah so sometimes there's room sometimes they're not but um, the issue we have to be too careful is if we do take property then sometimes we can create you know non-conforming lots we have to, mm -hmm. so we try not to but sometimes but, you know yeah we have to do it but yeah i mean historically we did hire um, Central Mass Regional Planning a couple of years ago. They did mm -hmm. a sidewalk study for us. Mm -hmm. Was that the whole town? Yeah, so they identified key areas that we can start. And again, it's much the same with the multimedia. Mm -hmm. We've got a, a pecking order of things that yeah. they suggest, you know, starting near the schools. Yeah. You know, because obviously we can get grants through safe routes to schools, that kind of thing. There's a lot of yeah. grant opportunities out there to get these sidewalks. But yeah, it doesn't, you don't get a lot of bang for your buck when it comes yeah. to sidewalks. Yeah, and I know I think the select board set aside $500,000 or so of ARPA funds to, uh, expand sidewalks mm -hmm. so yeah hopefully we can start yep. to get some critical mass and have enough funding in, in the pot to be able to take on a, a couple projects mm -hmm. but something that I'm seeing that may make those dollars go even uh, shorter distances I'm seeing a lot from the state like especially in their route 20 planning and some of their other work and some other design work that I've seen where folks are interested in these 10 foot wide multi-use mm. paths. The more, yeah, the shared, the shared well? paths. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the one we just did, I think one on a market basket, that's, that's yes. what we would call, call a complete street. So it's got okay. the multi-use path that, you know, both pedestrians and cyclists could use. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that is, that's one of the things they look to do on these. But those are like 10 feet wide. They're 10, right? usually 10 feet wide, yeah. yeah, at least 10 feet, and then usually five feet on the other side. So it's, 
Okay. Again, that's a lot of real estate, but yeah. <laughs> but the idea is that will be going all the way down Route 20. Okay. Eventually, obviously, we, as we all know, they're working on the, the second phase from kind of Route 9 up yep. to South Street. So that's the next one that'll be coming down the pipeline. But uh, yeah, that's 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 the desire for doing it. It's complete streets, you know, complete streets that everybody can use it. It's not just designed for vehicles yeah. and pedestrians. Right. Yeah. We want people to feel safe if they're going to be riding their bike. Right. Absolutely. And maintenance too. Mm -hmm. That's more of a Nick Nick an conversation for later about that when on you have sidewalk maintenance. Right. Snow <laughs> plowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Um, so uh, you talked a little bit about the truck traffic in the center. Um, should we expect uh, any uh, traffic, uh, vehicular traffic changes to help get traffic through the town center? Any good recommendations that may come from um, from this work of this? I yeah, I think we've got to look at the, maybe the timing on the lights. Okay, um, was one of the things. It's, it's owned by Mass DOT, mm -hmm. but it's kind of a chicken and egg. So if we if we held the traffic timing back on one street, then it has a sure. knock on effect on the other. So. Yeah. So they did the traffic study and it pretty much yeah. mirrored what we expected for yeah. the traffic. So I mean, traffic in a town center is a double-edged sword, right? Mm -hmm. You you want an, a critical mass of people to be going through your town center to be able to frequent your shops and mm -hmm. not be going 100 miles an hour through the town center to actually realize right. those shops are there and yep. for people to be safe. But then, you know, you don't want it to be uh, failing. And, and I think we're a long way from failing. We have a, a good critical mass of, of traffic and a couple complicated intersections in the town mm -hmm. center, but I'll take the vibrancy over vacancy, you know, any day uh, th yeah. that we have the chance. So, um, so what, what's the what's the balance of the timeline on the study look like? When can we expect some? Uh, uh, the, there will be a draft. Or the, the, they're wrapping up the draft right now, so we'll probably have it review it in house, you know, um, and then I would hope by the end of the year we will have it out there with the awesome. The, the, some nice graphics showing yeah. areas to do improvements and uh, yeah. the list of things that we can fix. Yeah, Taylor, I know you've been a part of these conversations as well. Anything that stands out to you in the report thus far that um, Andy didn't bring up? Put me on the spot. Yeah, here. On the spot. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I've been paying attention. Um, no, I think it was a good balance between like improvements for all types of, I mean, I know it's a multimodal study, so you'd hope there'd be a mm -hmm. good balance between the different modes, but I think um, it did a good job like targeting like what we heard most feedback on and like you saw like a little bit more in that area, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like definitely the emphasis that people put on bicycle safety like is reflected in um, the recommendations and same with like traffic concerns, like that's reflected. So I think the consultant did a really good job of mm -hmm. taking the feedback we got from those 560 whatnot responses and reflecting it across the 28 mm -hmm. um, different uh, recommendations. So I think it's a hard balance to condense yeah. 560 individual survey responses and putting it in a digestible and actionable documents. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't envy the job that <laughs> they have to yeah. do for all the different towns that's they true. work with. Well, that's interesting and exciting. Mm -hmm. um, I know I'm looking forward to really being able to dive into the report and the narrative and understand what opportunities that we have. And as we talked about at the start of the episode, that's always our goal through these projects yeah. is to put an action plan in yes. place, not just have a study that 
reflects on what's there, but see what we can really do to make improvements mm -hmm. as we move forward. Um, and I know that's a key part of everything you do on a day to day. Yeah. And this I'm is a, Andy. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we do a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, the draft report's got some, you know, the, some low, easy hanging fruit that we can pick up pretty quickly and then, you know, some pretty major improvements. Sure. That would take, so, so it'll take some time and money. Yeah. Of course, the other issue is that, you know, technically they're dealing with two state roads, so right. we'll have to deal with that complexity okay. in it too. Right. But no, I'm looking forward to getting it finalized and presenting it to everybody, and then we'll start. That sounds great. We'll start picking at it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have that in place before, hopefully, or around the end of the calendar year and mm -hmm. uh, provide opportunity uh, to share that with the public and um, keep things moving from that standpoint. But um, yeah, this is great. I really appreciate appreciate the update on this certainly been another great conversation uh here on nice how engineering and limelight so yeah we, we just... early on the schedule I'll let you talk about it <laughs> just want to remind everyone if you ever have a, a question or a comment you can always reach us at tmdownload at shrewsburyma.gov special thanks to andy truman town engineer for being on today on behalf of taylor galusha i'm kevin mizakar thank you for listening